welcome to the Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete, turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. So I have a conversation for you today with Tess Franklin, another one of my students. I've really, really enjoyed bringing my students on the show just to show you different perspectives and strategies that they've taken with their online presence because everybody comes from a little bit of a different situation and everyone's going to have a little bit of a different strategy depending on their own unique brand and what they're going to do in the online space. And, you know, Tessa's story may be something that's very similar to yours. She was forced to stop one-on-one training when COVID hit, move her clients online. And, you know, throughout the last four months and, and what she's learned with School of Influence, she has actually surpassed her one-on-one income with her online clients and the people she's been able to bring on on top of her past clients. So I'm so proud of her for all the work that she's done. And she is actually not going back to one-on-one one training. So let's listen into this conversation and you'll hear what Tess has been able to do. If School of Influence is something that resonates with you, it's something that you want to implement for your brand and amplify everything that you are doing on Instagram, I urge you to go check out onlineinfluenceschool.com. I've left you a link here in the show notes. We are starting Monday, August 17th, and we have applications open until the 13th. Uh, Yeah, go check that out. See if School of Influence is for you, and let's jump into this conversation. Hi, Taz. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy for you to be here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's such an honor. Oh, you're very welcome. So Tess Franklin is just graduating the School of Influence, and I had to bring you on the show because your online pres- online presence on Instagram is like night and day. Your message just seems so clear, and there's some like a spark that has been completely lit inside of you um, mm-hmm. that wasn't there before. So do you really feel that difference in yourself? Oh, 1000%. Yeah. All of a sudden everything is focused and energized and I feel almost an urgency to talk and get my message out and, and speak to my, my ideal client. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when COVID hit, uh, you know, you were an in-person personal trainer before I know you moved all of your clients online and we had a conversation and you were like, I, I kind of like this online thing. Like I want to go full-time into this. Um, and you knew that, you know, your social media presence needed to shift. Yeah, that's it. And um, like I was launching my online business for the first time, right? I've never had an online business before. And I just knew I needed to do it the right way the first time. I wasn't, I don't have the time as a mom of three to mess around and waste time doing it the wrong way. So um, I knew I needed to hire you and, (laughs) and make sure that I really got my message across and got the business that I needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have so many questions for you and I want to share so many of your highlights, Uh, but let's give the listeners a little bit of a background as to like who Tess is. I know you've been deep into the fitness world, so take us back as far as you want to go in terms of how you got to where you are today. Okay. So I've always been very active. As a kid, I did karate, track and field. Um, in college kind of had a couple fun years, <laughs> but then got into weight training because my boyfriend at the time introduced me to it. And I just 
fell in love with the concept of weight training and transforming your body. And if you do X, Y, Z, you will get this result. Um, at the same time, I started to fall in love with the, the look of the girls who are on the cover of Oxygen magazine. And that really drove me to get into bodybuilding. So I threw myself headfirst into that whole world with the ultimate goal of being on the cover of Oxygen. That was always my like dream. And, um, you know, at the time, this is what back in 2007, we didn't have a lot of information online, reliable information. You remember? Oh yeah. Uh, not at all. That's why I started making YouTube videos. Cause I was like, Oh my God, more women need to know this. <laughs> exactly. So all we had really was those, uh, magazines. Um, but I decided to take things a step further and understand why I was doing things. And I got my personal training certificate. So not with the intention of training anybody. I just wanted to do things right for myself. But then one thing led to another and it's like, you really enjoy it and you want to help people. People were coming to me anyways. So that, well, why not make a career out of this? So I did that for a year, then went into family mode, stayed home for six years, uh, raising my family of three. Um, and I've been back to work now for two years in in-person training uh, gyms. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, COVID hit, saw the need to change my business because again, as a mom of three, I don't have the luxury of waiting to see if the government's going to take care of me. Um, I had to get into action mode and make sure that my family was taken care of and ended up really enjoying the freedom that it affords me. Yeah. And you did land that cover of Oxygen Magazine that you always wanted. Uh, yeah, completely unrelated to bodybuilding too. But that was a really surreal moment. You know, like when you have worked so hard for something that seems almost impossible to achieve, like it's one thing to, to uh, achieve something that seems like a, an easy goal, but that just seems like a dreamer's goal. And it happened. And that's like, uh, I, I wish that for everybody in their life to achieve their impossible dreams. And I, I don't know how to explain it, except that I wished it into existence and it, yeah. it just happened. But I yeah. also worked really freaking hard. <laughs> oh, I know. And I mean, we both share that same experience. Like I felt that when I won my pro card um, and then I was on the cover of Women's Health and Fitness. And I remember getting the cover and I'm like, that's me. Uh, like, oh my God. And like, yeah, it, it's a really hard feeling to explain. Yeah. Did you frame yours? Uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. my bedroom. So my husband never forgets what he married. <laughs> Just a reminder, your wife's awesome. <laughs> Too funny. Um, so I know people listening here, like they can't see you. Um, like you're a mom of three, uh, you know, you're a petite woman, you're you're super like ripped and fit. You got abs, you got, you know, chiseled shoulders. Like you are almost the epitome of what a lot of moms would want as a, like an above average body. And so, you know, you never even know that you have three kids. And I know you were always putting out content on social media. You shared your some of your bodybuilding photos and and what you had done with Oxygen Magazine and you know your presence was there. But how would you explain what you were doing before School of Influence and how you were showing up? Um, so before School of Influence, I was only showing up as a fitness enthusiast. Mm -hmm. So I was just sharing my journey. I was talking. I was speaking my truth. Um, just saying things that interested me and I grew a, you know, an okay following from that. Uh, but then when school of influence came in and I started to launch my business, I really got nervous about what I was saying and I didn't want to scare anybody off because really there are a lot of moms who don't care to look like me. 
And that's completely okay. Everybody's goal is for their own selves. Um, so I, I guess I was trying to appeal to everybody, <laughs> even the moms who didn't want that. Um, but then through about halfway through school of influence, or maybe it was three quarters of the way through, um, I just realized this is like, this isn't me and it's not the people who are like me. Um, they need to hear something from me that resonates with them. So yeah, that changed. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the power of like really identifying who your ideal client is. And I think a lot of people struggle with this in the fitness industry because they're like, well, I want to, you know, help women get in shape, but like what women and to what degree of getting in shape, like the scale is so large there. And when you don't hone that in, um, this is when your message just doesn't land with people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like in shape can mean powerlifting and deadlifting 300 pounds in shape can be running a marathon in shape can be, I want to look like a fitness model, define it. Yes. <laughs> what do you want to do with this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with what I teach you guys with the six laws of influence and, and you know, the law of alignment, that's what the law of alignment really means. Cause I remember I woke up one morning and I, I got a, an email from you and you're like, Oh my God, Sarah, like I woke up in the middle of the night and it just hit me. And I realized I wasn't speaking to the woman I wanted to speak to. And I was trying to fit a mold that wasn't me. Um, so tell us about that experience. Oh, that was, that was, so that night the air conditioning had been broken in our house. In the middle of that July heat wave, crazy. So we were all sleeping in the basement and I was tossing and turning and I thought it was because the heat, but now that I think back, it was something like an idea that was trying to come out of me. And um, I just kept mulling over what you had been drilling into us about who, like who I am, what my message is, who I'm speaking to, what they need to hear. And um, I, don't, I don't know if I could even tell you exactly what the moment was, but all of a sudden I thought like, I'm a badass. Who I am is I'm a bit of a rock star. I'm pretty awesome. I think I've worked really hard to achieve some really cool stuff that I'm extremely proud of. And I had been making myself, my goals, my uh, ambitions smaller so that again, I wouldn't offend anybody or I wouldn't turn anybody away. But then it occurred to me that that's exactly the problem that my ideal client is having. She is a woman who wants more, but who is afraid to even say it because she's afraid of isolating herself and turning herself away from her family and her friends and her colleagues and anyone who doesn't understand. So um, we're, we're a very tiny group of moms who have this big, crazy ambition. Um, Society doesn't provide us much support. Uh, we're very underrepresented. So I, I popped out of bed. I was like, I need to talk to her. I, I don't know where she is, but I need to talk to her right now. And I did. I just, I hopped out of bed. I took a shower and I went to the park and started filming because I just, I, I don't want this woman to feel alone. I don't want her to feel like her goals aren't valid or, um, you know, that she has to, you know, make herself small for anybody else. That's crazy. So, Yeah. yeah. I wanted to tell um, her that I'm there for that. <laughs> yeah. And after that moment in Epiphany, you put it in IGTV, um, which we'll call it a little bit of a rant, but I mean, it wasn't a rant, but it was basically just your truth. Like, hey, I am this person and I know that there are other women out there. And you basically just spoke to exactly what you just said there, that woman. And the the engagement from that and the comments that came back, like it just exploded on you. Yeah, it did. It was, and it was so beautiful to see I'll, I'll even get a little emotional, like so many other women who I call friends um, come out of the woodwork and say, um, me too, I'm here for you, you know, 
anyone who's on this journey. So many women reached out to me afterwards and said, this is me. I feel alone. I feel like my, you know, even my partner doesn't understand. And I'm like, they were in tears hearing that, um, just to have that validation. So yeah, that was a really powerful moment to me just to have that, that reaffirmation, that affirmation, that reassurance. reassurance. There you go. Um, they, other people are in this position and they need that support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the power of like your strong point of view, which, you know, we call the law of polarity because like you have to stand for something. It can't just be wishy-washy language um, because it just doesn't land with anybody. Um, and it was so cool. Like it, you literally just, you thought and you showed up and you held yourself as a completely different person after you had that epitome. Um, and like what you said, it was about half or even three quarters of the way through the course, which is why like the first half of the course, I have you guys go through so many exercises and reflection. Cause like, I can't give you those answers. Like you have to come across them yourself. Um, and I'm really happy that everything just clicked for you. And like you, I've made no secret that you, you made us do uncomfortable things, not like, not sketchy things, but like, uh, you made us go outside of our comfort zone. And I think that was the true value of your coaching for me was I needed someone to push me just outside of my comfort. Um, and then to catch me when it felt like I was falling, um, and say, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, but I think it was right around that time where we started to do really uncomfortable things that I started to get restless, like in my soul almost where it felt like something wasn't right. It just, it was disjointed. And I, I started having insomnia a little bit because I, I think I knew deep down something wasn't meshing. So I'm, and ever since that night, I've had great sleeps. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Um, and even like with the shift in your energy and message and the way you're showing up. Um, I mean, we were talking before we hit record here and you're like, I just brought on three new clients and yes. you, you have exceeded your income of your in-person training, which, oh, that just like gives me goosebumps hearing that. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And without doing any kind of like really uh, pointed marketing, just saying, hi, here I am giving a little bit more insight into how my coaching works, but not like aggressively. So just saying, hi, here I am. This is what I do. This is what I believe. And people are gravitating towards it. Yeah. It's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I, I always say like, I love marketing and it's not to like, Hey, I love to like sell and persuade people. It's showing up with a message and showing up as what we call the guide and just allowing your ideal client to say, like, see you as the one for them. And you're not pushy with your marketing. Um, cause I never like to feel like I'm pushing my audience. Um, and it's so cool. You get clients rolling in. You're like, wow, like where are these people coming from? Yeah. And I think part of the shift for me was stepping into that role of a leader. So before I had kind of just been an enthusiast, um, I'm not like terribly experienced in the fitness world in terms of coaching. Like I've really only been at this for two, three years. When you look at people who have been doing it for 25, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm humble. Like (laughs) I'm still so fresh at this, but that doesn't mean that I don't have something to add and that I don't have experience that can help somebody. Um, so I think when that IGTV happened, um, that was maybe the shift was stepping into that leadership role of, um, yeah, this is who I am and I know what I'm doing and I know how to help you. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's kind of what turned things around. And I think, I think that's really hard for people. Like that takes confidence for one thing. Um, but it, it's almost, you know, not making it about you and, and 
a lot of times we're looking around at what everybody else is doing and we kind of downgrade our own abilities or our own knowledge or experience. Um, but I always say like, if you have worked with clients or you have done something in your life to like transform or change your life, like you are worthy of standing up and saying, Hey, I can help you. And yeah. it's, it's almost not thinking about, Oh, who's going to see this and what are they going to say? Like whenever I'm doing videos and I know you do it now, especially with that IGTV, it's like, no, I am only talking like my person. Like, I don't care who else sees this, but like this message is for you. Um, and, th and that can really make you step into your power and your leadership online. Yeah, absolutely. Step into your power. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you said, you know, stepping into leadership, but what, what other things have shifted in you from just showing up as the enthusiast before and sharing your life versus now how you show up on Instagram? Uh, it's more of a teaching role. Um, so kind of putting information out there with the assumption that maybe nobody will come into my business as a result. And that's okay because I still really, really desperately want to help that woman. I want her to have all the skills and tools that she needs. So I'll just put out everything that I know, even things that I think are you know, like um, things that I discovered a long time ago. Um, things that seem maybe easy for me now, remembering that somebody now doesn't think it's so easy. <laughs> they're, they're just starting on that journey. So it's just education, education, you know, as much as I can put out there, we'll just put it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Need um, it all. Yeah. You, you hit it so, so well right there about like showing up in service and being a teacher and not caring if they come into your business or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's what a marketer does. Like that's what an online influencer does. Um, you know, between like this podcast that everybody's listening to right now and like all I do on social media, like I am always showing up in service and yes, some people will come in as clients and some won't, but if we can put out like one message that's going to help that person that day, like that's what fuels me. And it mm -hmm. cannot grow your online presence and influence unless you want to be in service. And yeah. I even say that to like people coming into the course. I'm like, if you are, are not okay with just showing up and not making any money out of this because you need to be in full service, like if you're not okay with that, like this program is not for you because yeah. it, it, the, the clients and the monetization is like a side effect of all the service that you show up in. Mm -hmm. And I think people can read that sincerity in you. They can, they can read that authenticity of yeah. like whether you really are doing this to help somebody and love what you do or if you're just trying to make money off of them, which never feels good. No, no, not at all. You come yeah. to us to feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what are some things that you would say would sh have shifted in you as a person um, with stepping into this like role model and, and leadership role online now? Um, so I, I, I've always thought of myself as very physically capable. Like physically speaking, there's nothing that I don't think I can do with enough time, practice, knowledge, and skills. I, I think that I can, I think that I could probably fly if I put my mind to it, you know? <laughs> um, but I never thought of myself that way uh, in a business sense. Now I do. I see that like I put in a lot of work. I learned the skills. I put in the time. Um, and I don't see why I can't, you know, it, it, like, yeah, in business, actually in anything. So it, um, it makes me more confident for a lot of things, actually, like what else could I achieve with this attitude of growth and, um, openness? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, growth is everything. Um, and that's one thing I learned about, I mean, my fitness business was great. Like I was successful. Um, but it wasn't until really I went into business coaching that I really found my worth like you. Um, cause I placed all my worth on my body and what I was doing for magazines and for shows and stuff. And then when I went into business coaching, like I had to like redefine myself and my confidence and, and my worth to the world. Um, because like, you know what it's like, uh, when people look at you as like, you know, the role model just for your body. Um, mm -hmm. and sometimes we need to take that internal worth and, and allow ourselves to, to see that worth online as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good yeah. way to, I hadn't really thought of it as a worth thing, but no, you're right. Yeah, it's totally worth. Mm -hmm. Um, so how are you finding... Because I know a lot of people say, like, I don't have time to show up online. I don't have time to create content. Uh, so how are you finding the time management with being an online presence um, and still, you know, running a business and running a family and everything? So here's the thing. I was already showing up online regularly. Um, there would be periods of maybe a week or so where I wouldn't post anything. But I was already online. I was already on Instagram. I was already spending hours doing posts and editing videos, that kind of thing. So now. I have to do a little bit more planning at the beginning of the week to say, this is the message I want to get across this week. These are the, the points I want to cover. Um, but then that actually ends up saving me a lot of time in the long run. Cause I don't have to go like, I wonder what I'm going to post today. I just know exactly this is what I'm doing. It's targeted. So I'd say the time has been redistributed, mm. not necessarily more or less just yeah. More, more of an even splay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're showing up anyways. Why not put a little bit more like focus into the message? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about Instagram stories. Cause that's something, you know, we really worked on and shifted and, and how you were showing up. So how were you using stories before versus now? Um, so stories, I will say felt the most natural for me. Um, I was always kind of sharing little snippets of my life. And, uh, when I was prepping for nationals, I was sharing my journey there. Um, but I would say the, the diversification of stories has been better now. So not just snippets, uh, not just my journey, but also educating through my stories too. Um, so giving little things that wouldn't necessarily go on an IGTV, uh, but saying like, Hey, this is how I measure my chicken. <laughs> Hey, this is, you know, how I get ready for a workout. Like just little things. Like, oops, sorry about that. Uh, little things like that. Um, yeah. Diversifying a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Um, what would you say to someone who feels like they are, they're showing up like you were, they were putting out content. They have an online business that, you know, they're wanting to generate clients and they're confused at why their content isn't converting for them. What, what would you recommend for them? I would say go back and figure out who you're trying to speak to. It's that, like that foundational piece that you drilled into us. Um, <laughs> but it's so important. It's like the basis of everything. Um, <laughs> like think about like a strength training program. You can't, you can't squat if you can't move your hips, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, go back and look at who you're talking to and make sure that you're really in every single post speaking to that person and um, helping them with whatever they need help with. Yeah. Um, if your person wants to know about getting stronger, don't be doing like a hit workout with them um, unless that has relevance to the program, but um, you know, really get specific on what their problem is and how you help it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's everything. Like if you don't know 
basically who you're creating a platform for, like who your voice is for, like who you're showing up for every day, your content just ends up like so random and you don't ever attract anybody. And numerous times, like through my uh, Instagram and even on the show, I've talked about the power of your ideal client and really nailing that down. And and that was a little bit of a hard process for you at the beginning because you're trying to fit into a mold. So let's kind of like unpack that a little bit because I know the listeners here, they've heard of like define your ideal client, like you need to niche down. So when you're going to write a post from like a language perspective, what are some things that you're thinking now so that your message really lands with an ideal client? I'm thinking of talking to moms specifically. I'm thinking about talking to moms with exceptional goals um, and moms who are undersupported. So people who, yeah, who don't have the resources at their fingertips to get what they want. yeah. So keeping those three points in mind, really. And sometimes I've had to give myself little pep talks, even, um, you know, going into my content writing, uh, something just won't feel quite right. So I'll go back to um, the thought that I had that night, um, the realization that I had, and just tap into that, that feeling that I had that like that burning passion, um, and then go back to my post with fresh eyes and a fresh heart and just maybe rewrite the whole thing or maybe rejig it a little bit, but make sure that the woman that I'm speaking to knows that I'm speaking to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we really developed your brand story as well, um, which highlights you as the leader and, and as the role model to be able to help moms. Um, tell us about developing your brand story and, and stepping into that role model, um, you know, uh, position for yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I, I downplayed a lot of my achievements, um, again, because they're not something that a lot of people want. Um, but yeah, I've been on the cover of Oxygen. I have won fitness competitions. I've been on TV, been in, you know, magazine and, um, yeah, really proud of that. And sorry, and now I'm kind of thinking about what else you're qu- can you say your question? Yeah. Just about like developing your brand story. And I think like you kind of said there, like you downplayed. um, And I think a lot of people think that it may be bragging or that they don't need to tell their accomplishments or their story again and again. Um, So how have you, you know, found the, the, the power um, of telling your brand story and letting people know like who you really are and what you've been through? Just letting them know that it's possible, like in telling my story, they can see that, yeah, there are people out there who have the same goals as me, who understand what I want, who, you know, maybe it's not exactly what they want too, but they're kind of validated in seeing that, yeah, it's okay to want that too. Um, there are other people who have done this. I can do it too. There's no reason that anybody really can't do this. Um, it's just a matter of picking a course and going for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, like that, that's what a leader is. And we don't have to even achieve like massive things like, you know, on the cover of magazines or fitness shows, but you know, if you've gotten yourself to the other side of a problem, like you're a leader for that. And I think a, a lot of people, they don't really look at their own journey as a message for their ideal client. And I always say like the best coaches make the, are the ones who have been through something and they're teaching and they're coaching based, based on their experience. And for you, you know, with being a mom and having an above average body, like that is the voice that your ideal client needs to hear. And they need to understand your story so that they know that you have been there and that you understand them. Yeah. And that's it. Like I've, I've achieved these goals 
as a mom of one, two, three, as a stay-at-home mom, as a working mom, um, I know that I can help them in pretty much whatever situation they're in. So <laughs> yeah, letting them know that I understand and that it's possible for them. We just have to figure out the right, uh, the right skills or the right system for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else here that you want to share for our listeners, um, about your journey, the past three months, uh, about who you really stepped into, um, or maybe anything that you feel like someone needs to hear when it comes to their online presence. Hmm. I would say just don't be afraid to be yourself mm-hmm. and to be raw and to be open and curse if you need to, <laughs> um, because you're likely not alone in your thoughts and in your uh, mentality and your philosophies. And um, yeah, someone might desperately need to hear exactly what you have to say. You might have the tools to, um, without sounding dramatic, save someone. Um, so yeah, put it out there unapologetically, um, as openly as you can, as repeatedly as you can. (laughs) And, um, yeah, just put it out there and we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, if vulnerability is something that needs to be in your content, uh, cause it makes you human and, you know, I even fell in this trap too of thinking that I needed to be perfect and that I couldn't have any flaws and people wouldn't want to hire me if they knew I had like this mess going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much like an oxymoron. Like you, it's okay for your life to be a mess and for you to be vulnerable or say like, you know, five months ago I was dealing with this or a year ago, like I was stuck with this. Um, cause it makes you human and it makes your audience like really actually connect with you. Um, yeah. but I know a lot of people have issues with that vulnerability. So was it okay for you to step into that vulnerability or did you have to work around some things? Um, I was raised as a very like good Christian girl who didn't air her dirty laundry in public. Um, but personally, I don't really have any problem talking about my struggles or anything like that. So um, I think once I got over the like public aspect of it, it was fine. (laughs) Had an email from my mom saying, uh, you know, (laughs) you're swearing too much. And I was like, (laughs) but the person I'm talking to needs to hear it, mom. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) But it goes back to that authenticity, right? That uh, being, being yourself and people can read that about you Yeah, and they gravitate towards, like, I think now, especially, I don't know if you've noticed too, but there's a shift online where people are really looking for those raw posts and the ones that aren't glorifying perfection, um, but are more so saying, yes, there's a struggle, but you can overcome. Um, and listen, I, as hard as I've worked, there've been a lot of struggles too. So yeah, voicing those struggles a little bit more talking about, um, the realities that every person is going to encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're so right about that shift. Uh, cause I think we, we can both agree, uh, that when Instagram came out because it was such a visual platform as opposed to Facebook and all the filters and photoshops and everybody looked like they had this like perfectly curated life. So then everybody watching this, they're like, oh, my life isn't good enough. And I'm a, you know, I'm not progressing and I'm not worthy. And oh my God, look at all this. It's perfection, perfection. You start like judging yourself and, and shaming yourself. And now like, like what you said, there's been that huge shift where people are sick of seeing the perfectly curated highlight reel of everyone's life. And they just want to know that they're not alone with the way that they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. And show me how I can make this work long-term in an imperfect life that is just the reality for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. No one's perfect. No one has a perfect life. Um, <laughs> just, 
figure out a system to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, grab my hand. We'll do it imperfectly together. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Making a little circle around your tribe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time today, Tess. Uh, I am so proud in all of your growth. Um, you know, we've known each other for a little while, um, you know, never as intimately as we do now with going through this course. Um, but it's so great to see you come alive and, and spark and glow online and just have so much more clarity and direction. Because uh, I see it and I feel it. Um, and I know that, you know, your audience feels that as well, which is why your traction online is completely picked up. So I'm just so proud of you. Thanks so much, Sarah. And I, um, I knew before that you were the person to help me with this, because I know that you're authentic and care very deeply about the success of your clients. Um, so I, I knew that you were the person to help me and I, I'm so happy that we did this. Good, good, good. Awesome. Thank you, Tess. Thanks. Oh, goodness. It just fills my heart and puts a huge smile on my face uh, hearing stories like that and actually like hearing the relief from my students after so many years of trying to, uh, you know, grow a following and, and, and a community online and ultimately be able to gain clients from that community. Uh, so if School of Influence is something that has sparked something in you, um, you know, it's something that you want to work on, you really want to take your Instagram to the next level so that you your efforts are actually worth your time in terms of growing your business clients uh, and your income. Go check out onlineinfluenceschool.com. I've also left you a link down below in the show notes. You can check it out, apply. Let's have a conversation and see if this is for you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 